Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's the Yankees 2, the Indians 1. I'm David Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And it is another rough one for the Cleveland Indians. Hey, I am back at my podcasting rig. It feels good to be back with my microphone, with the music, right? I appreciate you putting up with the episode yesterday. You got to do what you got to do sometimes. And the only way to squeeze that in was to record driving home uh, from the game Friday night because I worked a 15 and a half hour day on Saturday. Oof, that was a rough, that was a rough one. And, uh, you know, I worked through the game last night. I got to watch a little bit of it here and there. I was keeping my eye on it. And to be honest, didn't miss much because it was another shutdown pitcher's duel between Garrett Cole and our ace, Shane Bieber. Unfortunately, the last time Bieber faced an an ace, it went his way, right? He got uh, the best of uh, Giolito. This time, Garrett Cole gets the win. Before we get into all those storylines, I just want to say it's been great how many people have been listening to Cleveland Baseball Mornings. I'm glad you're making us part of your uh, daily routine. If you're enjoying the show, please help it grow by leaving a rating and a review on whatever app you are listening on, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Help the show grow by letting people know what it's all about and how much we love baseball here on Cleveland Baseball Mornings. We've got an all five-star reviews so far on Apple Podcasts, which is awesome. Not every Indians podcast on Apple Podcasts can say that. So let's keep the good vibes going and go ahead, take a second and throw a review up on Apple Podcasts. Help the show grow uh, on the rankings, on the list there. I'd really appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening. And I appreciate your love of baseball because there's plenty of people that don't love baseball. They love to complain about Cleveland sports, and they get on Twitter, and they complain about Cleveland Indians baseball. And uh, I can't even say they get on the local radio and complain about Indians baseball because they hardly talk about Indians baseball on the radio. That's the whole reason we created this show in the first place, is to give you a source, a place where you can at least hear some baseball talk, uh, you know, a good conversation about baseball. And so... uh, Yeah, I don't love being on Twitter. I don't want to be on Twitter. Uh, The only reason I'm there is to promote the show, uh, you know, and try to meet other Indians fans and talk baseball with people. And, uh, man, the anger on there. People have to remember that, uh, you know, baseball is America's pastime, right? It's the soundtrack of summer. It's just the thing you throw on at night while you're cooking dinner And you don't have to live and you can't. You cannot live and die by every game. You see people on Twitter where they're like, well, that's it. I'm done with this team. On April, in the middle of April, it's April 25th. You have no idea what this team is going to be, what this team is going to look like. And yes, right now we are playing awful baseball and we will get into that. And yes, the Yankees absolutely have our number. In fact, that takes us into our first storyline, that this is a tale as old as time. Tell me if you heard this one before. The Indians score first and then give up a bunch of home runs and lose to the Yankees. Oh, yeah, you have heard that before because it's happened three nights in a row now. 
Indians score first, Yankees hit a bunch of home runs to win the game. And, I mean, like I said, tales all the time. We haven't beat the Yankees since August 15th, 2019. That was a huge game. We beat them 19-5 to that game. We hit seven home runs that game. But we've lost seven in a row, including the two playoff games. We lost the final two games of 2019 against them. And then we lost the two playoff games against them in 2020. And we've lost three in a row against them now. So, yeah, the Yankees are on a seven-game win streak against the Cleveland Indians. To give you a little good vibes to start the podcast, you want to hear the lineup? You want to hear the the box score from that 2019 game when we hit uh, August 15th, 2019, when we hit seven home runs? Lindor, Greg Allen was hitting second playing center field. Santana, Puig was hitting cleanup. Jose Ramirez was hitting fifth. Kipnis, Famil Reyes was DHing, hitting seventh. Naquin, uh, Naquin was in left. And Roberto Perez, of course, doing the catching. Jose Ramirez had two home runs. Kipnis had a home run. Roberto Perez had a home run. These are all in the first inning. Carlos Santana had a home run in the fourth. Uh, Greg Allen had a home run all in the eighth inning. Greg Allen even had a home run. Greg Allen was four for five with four RBIs and four runs scored in that game. Adam Plutko started that game for the Indians and got the win going six innings. Man, okay, back to the present. Not that that was like, you know, an incredible team, but the 2019 team was still pretty good. We were still in the window. So, all right, back to the present. It's the Yankees versus the Indians. And, yeah, once again, and we gave up home runs to the two guys that are hitting awful on the goddamn Yankees. Aaron Hicks, a 172 hitter on the season, only has a 602 OPS. And Runan Odor, a 189 hitter, only has a 682 OPS. And both those guys homered last night. What is going on? How are we giving up home runs to the worst hitters in the Yankees lineup? And it's not like Hicks and Odor kill the Indians. Uh, Let's see. Let's update these stats. Let's see if Baseball Reference has updated their stats from last night. It doesn't look like these are the updated stats yet. So, Runan Odor is only hitting 140 in progressive field. He's only got a 401 OPS when playing in Cleveland's progressive field. One home run. Well, add another home run to that total. Uh, That's in 47 plate appearances. So, a decent amount. So, it's not like he crushes the ball in progressive field. Loves hitting in progressive field. He's no Eddie Rosario. Uh, what about uh, what about Aaron Hicks? He hits 141 in progressive field. He is a 539 OPS. Terrible OPS. And that's in 99 plate appearances for Aaron Hicks in progressive field. He has three home runs. Put another one on the board for him. Four home runs now in progressive field. So it's like neither of these guys crush the ball against the Indians. They don't kill the Indians. They don't love hitting the right field because the wind's always blowing out that direction in Cleveland. No, these guys suck. These guys suck hitting in Cleveland. And we're turning them into all-stars right now in this series. Uh, It's incredible uh, that these are the guys that are doing the damage against us. Uh, Hicks got his on a fastball. And uh, I was curious. I was curious because Bieber did not give up 
much contact last night. He only gave up four hits last night. He was hard hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, but only once by every uh, by a hitter in the lineup. Nobody had a two hard hit balls against him last night. It was spread out through the lineup. Clint Frazier and then Mike Tockman, who pinch hit for Clint Frazier. So the seventh spot on the lineup was the only one who didn't have a hard hit ball against him. And uh, yeah, unbelievable. And uh, Runan Odor got a change up, got a change up down that he hit for his home run. So uh, yeah, bizarre day, bizarre day with two aces going against each other. These are the two guys that hit home runs. All right, uh, the next storyline. Bieber versus Garrett Cole. And yep, Garrett Cole wins this matchup. They both go seven innings. Bieber gives up four hits. Cole gives up three hits. Bieber gives up two runs. Cole gives up one. Uh, Bieber walked three. No walks from Garrett Cole. Bieber strikes out nine. Cole strikes out 11. And uh, Bieber threw 119 pitches. Cole only threw 111. It was only hard hit six times. As opposed, as opposed to Shane Bieber, who gave up eight. Remember, hard hits are 95-plus mile-per-hour exit velocity. And then there were points in this game where both these guys just were the best pitchers on the planet. In the first and second inning, and then, yeah, in the first and second inning for both teams, for both pitchers, they ended the first with two strikeouts and then started the second with a pair of strikeouts. So they go from the first to the second with four strikeouts in a row. But both of them, both of them did that. You think they're battling each other out there? You know, sometimes it doesn't feel like the starting pitchers even care about the other starting pitcher, right? They're focused on the hitters. That's the storyline. It's that pitcher versus that lineup. This one felt like these pitchers were going against each other. Both of them want that strikeout title. And uh, they were definitely battling for it last night. Um, the Indians finally do their damage, right? Jose Ramirez hits a, uh, a crazy triple that Aaron Judge leapt over the wall and pulls a home run back, but he can't squeeze it uh, and, and drags it back with his glove, pulls it back into the field of play. And Jose Ramirez legs out a triple, and then Eddie Rosario is able on the first pitch, on an inside pitch, is able to bloop one out into left field to bring Jose Ramirez in. He does the work to bring Jose Ramirez in. And it's not something we see from this freaking Indians lineup very often, where they'll actually take a pitch the other way. And they had shifted everybody. They had shifted everybody over for Eddie Rosario to pull the ball. And he takes the first pitch, an inside slider, and pokes it the other way into left field to bring Jose Ramirez in. And yeah, we, we need to see a little more of that. That is a good approach at the plate. you got to do the work to bring runs in. That's why RBIs are so important to me, right? That right there is exactly why RBIs are important to me. It tells me that a guy does the work. He's willing to do the work to bring the run in. Of course, that's the fourth inning. Top of the fifth, they come right back with their home runs and uh, tie the game up. And, I mean, how much do you want me to break down a home run? Uh, Aaron Hicks's pitch was kind of up and away. It's almost impressive that he's able to barrel a ball that was in that location because it was not a bad location from Shane Bieber. And Odor just got underneath a changeup, just got the barrel head down there and got on a changeup. Uh, you know, it didn't throw off his timing, which is exactly the point of the changeup. 
So normally that pitch is going to probably get beat into the ground or just swung on and missed, and he got the barrel head down there and got it. So give credit where credit's due to those hitters because they did they did what they had to to hit a home run off of Shane Bieber. It's, it's, uh, it's not the easiest thing to do, as everybody else who struck out against him can tell you. So, yeah, that's the storyline. They just kept battling. Uh, Bieber had to battle to get out of the seventh. He had a battle to get out of the first. He had a battle to get out of the seventh because of those walks. I mean, the only thing that saves Shane Bieber is the fact that he's such a good strikeout pitcher that he can withstand, uh, you know, some walks. Although the strikeout didn't get him out of the seventh. Uh, He did strike out Hicks to start it, walks Frazier, get a ground out from Higashioka, walks Odor, and then gets LeMahieu in a force out. So uh, that's right. I believe Jimenez got it and stepped on second. So a ground ball actually is what gets him out of that jam. Uh, did, uh, did Garrett Cole have the uh, same troubles in the bottom of the seventh? No. He strikes out Eddie Rosario, pops out for Mio Reyes, I believe in foul territory, I believe right in the camera lens in the camera bay. And then he gets Josh Naylor to strike out to end the seventh. So I think that is why. I mean, clearly Garrett Cole, obviously he gets the win, and Bieber takes a loss, so he wins the matchup there. But I think the seventh inning is the perfect example of why Garrett Cole won the matchup last night. Yes, he had more strikeouts, but when he got him in the seventh inning, uh, Bieber had to fight to get out of the seventh, and Garrett Cole was still on cruise control all the way through that seventh inning. So... Cole wins. Cole wins this round. And uh, we'll see if the next time we face the Yankees, when we go up to the Bronx, if these two will line up again. You never know with off days now and rainouts and different things. You never know if your aces are going to line up again. Hopefully they will, because it's really fun to see Shane Bieber go against the best of the best. So there's that storyline. And of course, the final storyline, the Indians have the worst offense in baseball. And it's not even close. It's not even it's not even close. Going over to the MLB stats, which I believe are all updated. I believe they get updated in real time, which is why I like going over to MLB's page to look at these stats, uh, league-wide stats, and uh, look at batting average. And there they are. Scroll all the way to the bottom. 30th in baseball, 202 team batting average. Guess who's right above us, though? The New York Yankees. I mean... We should be going back and forth with these guys. We're not. We're going once and then never going back again. Uh, That's the problem. It's not a back and forth. Uh, 2.02 batting average. But you're probably thinking, Davey, I mean, at least they're getting on base, right? They probably walk or something. They're getting on base. 28th in on-base percentage at 281. The only ones are worse are the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit Tigers. 281. But Davey, they're hitting home runs. At least they're hitting home runs. So their slugging percentage has to be up there, right? Tell me their slugging percentage is up there. 20th in baseball. Okay, it's up there a little bit. 366, tied with the Tigers and the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, So they're not the worst slugging team in baseball. That would actually be the New York Yankees, who are only slugging 351 as a team. So what does that put their OPS, Davey? Well, that puts their OPS at 28th in baseball ahead of the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit Tigers at only 648. 
But how bad do those home run totals really look? Because I remember we were hitting a lot of home runs. We're 19th, 19th in baseball right now with only 23 home runs. The Reds are leading at 32. So the home run chase is a pretty tight pack there. Um, Obviously, we're not driving in a lot of runs. RBIs were 28th in baseball with only 66. The teams behind us are the Nationals and the New York Mets are awful at only 49. However, however, we've had over 100 more plate appearances. Everybody in baseball has had over 100 more plate appearances than the New York Mets because of all their canceled games. Uh, but, I mean, how are we doing in those walks? It feels like we walk a lot, don't we? Nope. We are 18th in baseball with only 66 walks to go with our 66 home runs. San Diego Padres lead all of baseball with 94 walks. Okay, but at least we're not striking out this year. Actually, you're right about that. Somehow, the Indians are the fifth best team in baseball when it comes to striking out. They have the fifth lowest amount of strikeouts with only 166. And like I said, the New York Mets are cheating because they have 100 less plate appearances than everybody. So, of course, they're in for, you know the, the lowest strikeout total. Uh, Astros, Royals, Nationals, and then Indians are not striking out a lot. So at least there's that kind of, I could say. But I dug into this a little further, and I went to the expanded stats, and uh, I was curious what our BAPBIP was. BAPBIP is obviously the most fun advanced stat to say, but it also is pretty informative. It's batting average on balls in play, right? So uh, this takes out home runs. This takes out strikeouts. This is things in the field of play, things affected by the defense. And uh, it can tell you a few different things. Like the Red Sox are absolutely crushing it right now. 335 bat bib leading all of baseball. And no wonder they're in first place. The Cleveland Indians are dead last in bat bib. 236. So that means even when they put the bat on the ball, even when they hit it within the field of play, they're still... Still not getting hits. 236. The Yankees are second worst at 248. Yeah, we're way behind the field when it comes to this. We are terrible at this. And BAPIP usually tells you things. uh, It can usually tell you how lucky or unlucky you are. And you might look at this and think, wow, the Indians are the unluckiest team in baseball. I don't think that's true. I, I don't think that's true. I think this is... A lot of guys off balance, a lot of weak hit stuff, um, and it's it's not even ground outs. They're not beating the ball into the ground. Uh, They actually have they have this stat on MLB: the amount of ground outs. Uh, The Cleveland Indians have the twenty eighth least amount of ground outs. Our ground out to fly out, air out. The way they have it. They have G-O slash A-O, if you're looking on MLB.com stats. Ground out to air out ratio. A batter's ratio of ground outs to basically fly balls and pop outs. The Indians are the have the lowest, which means we don't hit the ball on the ground. The White Sox hit the ball on the ground a ton. They've got a 1.42 ratio, which means they have that many more ground outs. It's almost one and a half ground outs for every fly out. The Indians are at 0.81, which means we are flying out a ton. 
which means, I don't know, what does it mean? We're swinging for the fences and we're just popping out and flying out. Um, we're hitting the ball in the air. It's just not doing any damage. So, yeah, I, I think you actually would have a better bat bip if you were hitting the ball on the ground. Because, um, you know, grounders have an easier time of getting through, right, I think, than some of these fly balls. Maybe we need to change our approach a little bit here because it's clearly not working. To be the worst in baseball in something, in two categories like that, two hitting categories like that, tell me they line up a little bit, right? So, yeah, that is a weird that is a weird stat to see, and we'll see how that affects the Indians going forward, if they continue to be this team that flies out, apparently, you know, pops out, who, who knows? you hear it with pitchers all the time, right? A ground ball pitcher, a fly ball pitcher. Uh, apparently, we're a fly ball team, a hitting team. That's weird. All right, so those are the team stats. And as you can see, the Indians offense is as bad as you think it is. Um, the numbers back that up. But you know what? Who knows what this team is going to look like? what this team is going to be come summer. We're not even in summer yet, okay? So do me a favor. Just put the game on at night and enjoy baseball. Enjoy the fact that baseball is back, that fans are back in the stands. Go, go, go to the game, get a hot dog, sit out in the seats, be safe, wear your mask, and uh, enjoy baseball. Football, it's easy to get angry about, right? Football, it's very easy to get angry about because... I mean, by the time you've played four games, your entire season can almost be decided, right? A month in, your whole season can be ex- decided. With baseball, a month in can mean nothing. Can mean nothing. Right now, the Indians are sitting at 8 and 11. 8 and 11. That means nothing right now. So as much fun as we were having when we were saying the Indians were in first place because they were beating up on the Detroit Tigers, um, as much fun as that was, 8-11 and 11 means nothing. So go enjoy the game today. Hopefully the Indians can break this gosh darn losing streak. I try not to curse on this show. Uh, losing streak against the Yankees. It's McKenzie going against Talion for the Yankees. Um, yeah, Tristan McKenzie. Let's see if he can be the stopper. Let's see if maybe some day baseball is what the Indians need to awaken their bats and maybe, maybe score runs in, hang with me now, two different innings in a baseball game. Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be fun to score in two innings? I I think it would be fun. I think we should try it today. So let's see how the Indians do with Tristan McKenzie on the mound. If anything, Tristan McKenzie is still must-see TV because, uh, man, watching his development and watching him grow as a pitcher is going to be fun. All right, that's all my thoughts. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland baseball morning. Again, the final from Progressive Field. It's the Yankees 2, the Indians 1. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about McKenzie and see if we can stop this losing streak to the Yankees and losing streak overall. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash clevelandbaseballmornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. Baseball Morning.